being in business is a daunting task, especially if you're in private practice or a very small organization. Large organizations have their challenges too, <laughs> but small businesses are, have the difficulty of having to wear so many different hats, small business owners and managers, franchisees, all of, you know, all of those upper level positions, you carry the load of having to deal with inquiries and purchases and listening to not only client stories and their challenges and problems, but employee challenges and issues. And while you're trying to figure out all the right things to do to manage the situation, the multiple situations, stress can build up and it can be really difficult. You know, trying to manage a large office with office staff and their tasks and all the different personalities involved, you know, including, gosh, so many other little nuances that most of us don't even think about because we just take care of them during the day. It really challenges us to stay in some kind of balance. And given where we've been for the last two and a half, three years, the stress, it, it, the stress has been so high that even though we're back into a more, I'm going to use air quotes, normal lifestyle, a normal work style, balance did not return. In fact, I don't think it returned to even the same level it was prior to the pandemic. So, you know, while we're trying to fill multiple roles and deal with our own mental and emotional health, and then we've got all these people around us that are also in crisis and upset and worry and concern, it makes things really, really difficult. So I wanted to share eight tips with you today that can help balance your mental and emotional health. My name is Cheryl C. Jones of Simply the Best Results, and as a trainer, speaker, and coach, I teach business managers and owners, as well as their sales teams, how to master their mindset and use the law of attraction to easily attract their ideal customers so they can quickly reach their sales goals. Let's get on to the eight tips that I have for mental and emotional health. Here's tip number one. Start your day with an emotion-focused intention. So if an intention, of course, is something that you want to have happen, right? So it's something that um, you intend to have. And so an example might be of an emotion-focused intention might be um, a day where you feel hopeful or delightful or happy. Those, that's an emotion-focused kind of intention. So the, the idea of having an emotion-focused intention is to plan how you want to feel throughout the day rather than just allowing it to happen. A lot of people get up in the morning and they get dressed and they prepare to go to work and they go, oh, God, what am I going to have to deal with today? And that is also setting an emotion-focused intention because you're setting the stage for having you know, disappointment, challenge after challenge, uh, frustration when you focus on the negative emotions. But 
if you choose something much more positive and light and airy and maybe you want to have fun at work today then you can look for those kinds of things to happen in your environment or even create them to cause you to feel happy delighted hopeful whatever it might be that you'd like to feel today so start your day wherever you are listening to this because you've got daylight left or at least part of the day left and decide how you want to feel for the rest of the day. Tip number two is know your triggers. Know what topics cause you to feel negative emotions. When you can learn to delete those triggers from your subconscious brain, you can um, feel so much better and you don't have to get triggered by things. You know, sometimes there's certain words that used to trigger me and if I heard them, I would just get very irritated and angry and I have learned to um, basically eliminate the emotion that was attached to those words and no longer do they bother me if I hear somebody say it or even if I hear somebody call me that word or that name. It doesn't bother me anymore. So in, in the I can teach you how to do that. I have a video that teaches you how to release those triggers that in your subconscious mind as well as your conscious mind. And you can find that video on my YouTube channel at Cheryl C. Jones. Let's talk about tip number three. Separate fact from emotion. Oh my goodness, so often, not only we get hooked by things like triggers, right? But so do are the people that report to us, our employees and our family members so easily. And so what we have to do is not get sucked in. Being aware of what your triggers are help you identify what might get to you, right? Like what gets under your skin. And if you can separate fact from fiction, and these days it's really hard because there's a lot of false stuff out there and we tend to get sucked right in into believing whatever that statement was, you know. And so you just catch yourself and avoid jumping to conclusions and be sure to gather all the facts. Find out where the information is coming from. Is it a reliable, credible source? Um, you know, especially when you're working with employees, Focus on what the facts of a situation were rather than, and, and then then discuss with them us definitely about their emotions and how they're feeling, but focus on the facts so that you can have greater awareness and make better decisions. So that was tip number three. Tip four is called Shields Up. So you remember in the Star Trek uh, series, Captain Kirk would tell Scotty, he'd say, shields up, Scotty. And, and Scotty would put the shields up around the ship to protect it from incoming fire from the Klingons or whoever it was, was they were interacting with. And the thing is, is without you realizing it, you are picking up the energy of other people. And that energy can influence you both positively or negatively. So you want to be aware of that to begin with and think about it. Think about energy like this, a person's energy like this. Think about it about like a big bubble around around them or and around you because you have one as well. And this giant bubble not only is 
is kind of your personal space, but it's also where your emotions radiate out to. So whatever you're thinking and feeling, thinking causes emotions because when you think there's a chemical reaction that takes place in your brain that releases chemicals into your body that says, oh, I should feel this way or I should feel that way. I should feel angry or upset or I should feel happy. And so those, those, emo those chemicals get released and you begin to feel those things. And so what happens though is when your bubble crosses over with another person's bubble, which it does almost all day long unless you only work at home, then you can pick up somebody else's grumpiness. And you're like, why do I feel so grumpy? And then you're like, gosh, I, nothing really happened today. Why am I grumpy? I'm irritable and I'm, I'm frustrated. And really that wasn't your energy. That was someone else's energy. So here's a quick way to, if you forget to say shields up and imagine yourself in a protective bubble, like some kind of Teflon on the outside of your energy bubble that, that makes you nonstick. Um, think about this. So, because we don't always remember, right? And we run into somebody else's negative energy and pick it up and then what, right? So it's sticking to you. And the best way to get rid of it is to brush it off. I know that sounds so funny, but if you'll stop it, start at the top of the head and take both of your hands and just brush your head down, brush it off your head and then brush it off your shoulders and down your arms and your torso, front and back, all the way down your legs, all the way down your feet. Brush that energy off. As soon as you realize that there's negative energy there, it will, it will help to cleanse you and get that energy off of you. That is one of the best ways, and it's so simple. And yes, I know it sounds funny and absurd, but it really works. Trust me. Okay. Tip number five, reset your parasympathetic nervous system. Try to say parasympathetic separately or whatever three times fast <laughs> just stick to one so your parasympathetic nervous system is what gets activated when you're under stress now stress of course is a huge word for all kinds of things like anxiety and fear and frustration and irritation and annoyance and um, overwhelm and demand all of those kinds of things are the subsets of stress so we're just going to think about it in terms of stress in general. But you know when when you're feeling stressed, and it's not the good stress, it's the overwhelm type stress, that sometimes you can get jittery, you can get anxious, you can feel like, oh, I'm not going to make the deadline. And that's your parasympathetic nervous system getting activated. And what happens is there's an unintended consequence. When this happens, you think if I move faster, I can get it all done. But unfortunately, the problem with that is that because it's been activated, what happens is all of, not all of, but a good portion of your frontal lobe where you make decisions, weigh things out, the executive function of your brain kind of shuts down because it's going a little bit into survival. And so what happens is it then reverts to your limbic brain, which is in the back of your head, lower bottom near your brainstem, uh, where it meets, meets your uh, spine. And that limbic brain only knows three things. In fact, it's called the reptilian brain for a reason. And the reptilian brain is all about fight, flight, fly away, or freeze. And so what happens is it can't do high processing and high functioning. So when our 
parasympathetic nervous system gets activated, we tend to revert to our limbic brain and we're like, why is it so hard to get this, solve this problem? And, wh and why is it I can't figure this out? I used to be able to figure this out. It's because the wrong part of our brain has been activated and that information is not stored there and we don't have all the resources in our limbic brain. So to get back to your, your executive brain functioning, you need to calm down your parasympathetic nervous system. So one of the best ways to calm the parasympathetic nervous system is to take a moment, just stop what you're doing and gently tap on your collarbone and use your fingers and you know and you just you tap on your collarbone if it's real intense I would say use both hands and tap on both collarbones and just tap lightly and just tap for about a minute and I know that sounds might sound like a really long time or not a long time at all but what I what you will notice is that it calms your senses it calms your mind down it calms your entire body down so that you can return to clear thinking and it enables you to problem solve like you couldn't do before and it enables you to to return to clear thinking and just feel much more grounded and usually the jitters and things like that assuming you haven't had like six cups of coffee kind of thing and you're not a coffee drinker um, you know it will calm you down and calm those jitters down as well so give that a try I think you'll be surprised at how effective it is number six on our list is strive for a higher vibration so our emotions are vibrations and our vibra and those emotions are on a hierarchy chart from highest to lowest they've been measured they have a number frequency number that um, goes with them and with each of them so if you've got you know um, disappointment sadness anger they wouldn't be all the same vibration number or frequency number they would each have their own frequency number the highest of the emotions with the highest frequency is love and second to that is joy and the lowest is shame with guilt being the second lowest and you can just kind of feel how that just even saying the word feels like it's very low resonancy and and just just such a low frequency so sometimes we get up in the morning and we're fine but then we run into traffic and we start thinking about all the things we have to do and and the deadlines and so forth and then we start dropping down into the more negative uh, lower frequency vibrations and when we think about some of the challenges we might have with people personalities things like that then you know that adds to it and so what we want to do is reach for a higher vibration when you notice that man I'm feeling like I don't even want to go to work today this is just gonna suck you know then then it's time to reach for a higher vibration and do it quickly so we want to look for a vibration that or an emotion that makes us feel a little bit better so sometimes what we might want to do is try to shoot for hope well I hope that everyone shows up for work today but that still feels kind of low doesn't it it feels a little helpless because hoping is hoping you know and you can go back to the in, the setting your intention your positive emotion intention for the day you could you could try that or one of the other things you could do is you could remember a time where you felt really good where you felt really positive and happy and joyful and just run that videotape in your head play the whole scenario over even if it's just 
you know, a 30 second moment in your time, in your life, you know, um, you can just play that little section over and over again in your mind and remember how you felt. Remember that positive feeling and, and, and just, you know, get into the vibration of it and that will help you strive for a higher vibration. And so if you did that on your way to work in the morning, then it would really help you set the tone for the day, especially if you'd already head down the, the, the low road, if you will. All right. So drop discouragement and worry in, in favor of something much more positive, like hopefulness or antis positive anticipation, um, you know, or remembering a, a positive event from the past. All of those are good positive emotions to activate within you. You have the power to activate those emotions right there on the spot anytime you choose. Number seven, tip number seven is choose wisely. Wow. Okay. So it's a little, you know, it could be a little bit different for those that are entrepreneurs versus those that work within a business. However, the concept still applies. So not only choose your clients wisely, choose how you're going to spend your time. Many, many people, many business owners have a subconscious fear that if they don't take every single client that comes to them, then even the bad ones, then they will have no clients at all. And I can tell you that's just not true. You don't have to accept every client and holding that belief only causes you to create that. That's part of the law of attraction. So when you hold the belief that I must take even the bad ones, then you start attracting the bad, more and more of the bad ones. The ones that give you a hard time, make it hard to do business with them, um, are, are difficult. And so it's important that you choose who you're going to work with. Same goes with choosing employees. And when you're interviewing, if somebody's not a perfect match or a really good match, don't hire them. Because there's likely you're going to end up spending a lot more time trying to convert them to, into a good employee than actually enjoying working with them. And, it, and it's going to eat up a lot of energy. When it comes to choosing how you spend your time, then look and see how you're spending your time, especially away from work. Think about what thing, what events do you go to? Do they bring you joy? Maybe you go to the rodeo every year and you love it and that's awesome. But then there's an, a, more of an obligatory event that you have to go to uh, during the year that you don't enjoy or even weekly. Then stop doing that. Don't do the things that aren't lifting you up and using your energy in a positive way. Don't put yourself in those situations. You do have a choice and, and you can choose to how you want to feel. So that's super important. So choose the people and activities that are going to raise you up with an, raise your emotional vibration up rather than spending time with energy vampires because they are out there and they are ready to feed on your positive energy. Number eight is take a time out. Now, this may sound, I don't care how it sounds. <laughs> take a time out. When a very popular thing for for parents to use with their kids today is to put their kids in time out, right? They sit on the step or the stool and they wait till they calm down. Well, you deserve a time out 
not, you can put yourself in timeout if you'd like. But my point is taking five to 10 minutes every day to stop. Just stop. And don't wait till the end of the day. Do it in the middle of your day. What I want you to do is shut your phone off for five minutes. You can set a timer if you'd like. Don't answer email. Don't answer text messages. Five to 10 minutes. Just sit there and breathe deeply. If you can't do it in your office, then go outside. Take a walk. Get out of the building if you can. And make sure that you're not interrupted. If you are one of those people whose minds just race when you're not already doing something and it your mind just tells you, oh, and you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do this, then what you need to do is take a piece of paper with you and a pen and jot the title of the thing down, but don't work on it at that point. I know your brain is going to say, but you got to get that email out. I have to tell you that mine said that to me just 15 minutes ago. And, <laughs> and it's like, no. That's not what this time is for. This time is for me to, to, to recenter myself and regain my energy and my focus so that I know, I know what my next steps are and I can take them in a very efficient way. During this time, you need to try to think as little as possible. That's why going outside is so helpful. If you, have, if you work within a large building, like a large organization, then walk the floor. You know, walk, climb the stairs, walk the floor. Just do that to empty your mind and, you know, get, get some exercise because I think that's always good and a different viewpoint because you'll come back being able to see the things on your desk with a, with a much greater clarity and know what you need to do next. So just five minutes at the minimum, maybe 10 if you can really carve it out. Um, I hope that these eight ideas, that maybe two or three of them resonated with you and that, that you'll try them out and see how they work. Give them a try for a couple days, you know, one or two of them, and then try a couple more. Um, I think you're going to find that they're really, really helpful. So I, please do me a favor and follow and comment on this podcast and also share it with somebody that you think could it could be helpful with or share it on your page. I would love that if you could do that. I'd love to hear about your experience working with these tips. Please feel free to reach out to me. I'm at Cheryl at simplythebestresults.com. And in the in the meantime, I want to remind you you get to choose how you feel. So choose joy above all else.